Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of Grace in Progress. My name is Brianna Leach. I am a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor who loves my mug collection and big fluffy blankets. And I fully believe that if you woke up today, then you have a purpose. If you're new to this podcast, then I'll let you know real quick that we're all about creating a safe space for you to learn more about yourself, take small steps to become the person you were created to be, and give yourself lots of grace along the way. Today we are talking about a topic that you've probably been inundated with recently in social media, on TV, maybe in books. It's the topic of self-care. And yes, shocking, a counselor wants to talk to you about self-care. But honestly, it's been weighing really heavy on my heart, the topic of self-care, because it is so misinterpreted and so misunderstood that I feel like it doesn't get the correct attention that it needs. So I'm diving into this in a two-part series. Part one will be today about rethinking self-care. And while I do not have all the answers, this is definitely my viewpoint on self-care, what I've seen professionally and personally, and what even the Bible has to say about it. I want you to take a second and think, when you hear the word self-care, what's the first thing that pops into your head? When I posed this question to a group of moms that I spoke at the other day, the variety of answers included a nap, (laughs) a, a walk outside, a massage, a pedicure, and maybe that was the first thing that popped into your head too, something similar like that. And there's no necessarily right or wrong answer for that question, but I do find it interesting when we think of the word self-care that we go to something that feels almost like pampering. And pampering is fun and something you should do whenever you're able to, but that's not the most important thing that I would define as self-care. I define self-care as active steps toward feeling like yourself. So anything you can do on a regular basis to feel like Brianna, (laughs) to feel like Sarah or Jen or Mary, whatever your name is, but active steps that you take to feel like yourself. In the area that I live, one of our local radio stations does an old school lunch hour. And I did not know this until one day I was driving around lunchtime and I was hearing all these awesome songs from when I was in high school and college. And I thought, man, this is a great station. I just love all these songs. And then they came back from the commercial break and said, welcome back to the old school lunch hour. And I really felt old at that moment. (laughs) But anyways, as I'm listening to these songs, I really feel like myself. And it hit me that it's not necessarily the actual song that I'm loving. It's the feeling that I have of being transported back to a time where I wasn't a mom or a wife or a counselor or whatever else. I was transported back to this feeling of freedom or independence. And that to me was a great picture of self-care. It was like a momentary break from the stressors of everyday life. I was just with me. It was just me enjoying that moment and feeling old thanks to the radio people. (laughs) All that to say is that self-care doesn't need to look like an Instagram-worthy moment or activity. It is whatever you can figure out in your daily life 
that makes you feel like you, that taps into that inner you that maybe you don't recognize or display on a daily basis because you're wearing so many different hats. And to peel away some of the layers and get back to that self that is just you, that is just the person that God created before any of the other responsibilities. And you can tap into those moments. If you can do that on a regular basis, it will help your overall mental health. Before we dive into types of self-care, I want to talk a minute about what self-care is not. For the sake of time, I won't expand upon every one of these in detail, but I want to give you a list of some things that self-care is not. Number one, self-care is not selfish. I'm not sure where the lie came from that filling our own cup so that we don't pour from an empty one is somehow being selfish, but all too often I see it amongst moms, amongst women, and even within the church, different roles, you should always be the servant. You should always be putting other people ahead of yourself. And while that's good and well, you, again, can't pour from an empty cup. So self-care is not something that is selfish. It is absolutely fundamental to your function. Think about it like this. You are a car. And when you think about your car, Do you get annoyed and frustrated and absolutely angry at your car every time it needs gas or every time it needs an oil change or every time it needs to be washed so you can get all the gunk off of it? (laughs) Most of us would say no. There might be a few of you that really get mad at your car, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, But you don't really get upset because we understand the vital role that all these parts and this care plays into the overall function of the car. And next week's episode, we'll go into more detail on the three different types of self-care that I think are essential. But right now, it's just shifting our mindset that self-care isn't something we should be annoyed with or think is selfish because it is so essential. I'm not the only one who thinks so. If you look at the Bible, there are repeated examples of Jesus practicing self-care. And I know as a Jesus follower, that is essential to my life as far as following that model. Your first reaction might be, oh, but he did all these miracles. He served others. And yes, 100% that is true. But if you look closer, before he did pretty much any of his miracles, he met the social needs first. He made sure the crowd was rested or fed. He made sure that the water was turned into wine so that the hosts were not embarrassed and they could relax at their own wedding before he could even speak about anything else. Jesus took time away for solitude and prayer, away from the craziness of traveling with 12 other guys and other people all the time. He was the one asleep on the boat, taking a nap when they were all flipping out about storms and rocking their boat. It doesn't take much digging biblically to see the representation of taking care of yourself to be able to function in any other capacity. So number one, self-care is not selfish. Number two, self-care does not have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. It doesn't have to be what you see in movies. I think we have this feeling that the term self-care equals indulgence. It equals beautiful spa-like setting. And honestly, in my life at least, that is not realistic. Maybe it is in yours. 
congrats. But for most of us, it is not realistic to think we're going to get our hair done every week. We're going to get our nails done. We're going to lay with cucumbers on our eyes with no background noise at all. And you know what? Some of my favorite self-care practices cost $0. So self-care does not have to be expensive. Number three, self-care does not have to be time-consuming. Honestly, as a mom, as a business owner, as someone who tries not to schedule every moment of the day, but sometimes it just happens, you don't always feel like you have a lot of margin for something like self-care, the elusive self-care. Maybe you're more in that camp. What is this self-care you speak of? I don't really know how to start doing that. (laughs) You might already be doing it. You might surprise yourself, but finding pockets of time throughout your day can be just as effective as a girl's trip a weekend away. Self-care does not have to be time-consuming. Number four, self-care is not saying yes to things. Sometimes it's saying no and some very important no's. Self-care can be setting boundaries with friendships. It can be boundaries with volunteer activities. It could be saying no to events that are just going to add another iron to the fire. It's not always saying yes to things. It's sometimes saying no. Number five, self-care is not harmful to others. And this might sound like an odd one, but if you think about it, the more you turn the focus on yourself, it's fantastic. But if it is causing you to neglect other responsibilities in your life, if it's causing you to go into debt and spend more money than you should be, that is not self-care. If the supposed self-care is going to have lasting consequences, then it is not self-care. And as much as I love Treat Yourself, big Parks and Rec fan, I realize that that is not something that's going to actually be true self-care. Also, if it's something, if you're, let's say you're having girls night, if you're having it three and four times a week and it's taking away from your marriage or from your other family members or your kids, then it's not self-care and it's maybe a symptom of a larger problem I just don't want you to get in the mindset that it always has to be something that takes away time from your other responsibilities. Okay, I have two more. Hang in there with me. Number six, self-care is not one size fits all. You would think this one is pretty self-explanatory, but I am shocked at the amount of clients who just have a stock answer for self-care questions. If I ask how they take care of themselves or how they show themselves love and They do what they've seen other people do, which is fine. But if none of that works for you or really refills your cup, then it's not going to be effective and you're just going to get frustrated or waste your time or money. For example, I don't like massages. I'm super ticklish. I get frustrated and I get angry almost at the masseuse. And that's not fair to them or me or my bank account. And I just the whole time I tense up because I think I'm going to laugh or get ticklish and it's not effective, even though most people think of massages when they think of self-care doesn't apply for me. And in this case, you've got to do some digging and figure out what brings you alive, what makes you feel like you, no matter what anyone else thinks of that, you need to figure out what is truly comforting to yourself, makes you feel like you and not worry about what other people might judge it or if it's not photo worthy. It is not one size fits all. And finally, number seven, self-care 
does not need to be done in your own strength. There unfortunately is a new wave of all these different messages we receive on a regular basis, especially as women, especially as moms, that you control everything, that you are the creator of your destiny and that you can, I don't know, I, I it's exhausting even saying it because that is such a hollow message. We know, anyone who knows Christ knows that we don't have to do anything in our own strength. Yes, we were created with the ability to have free will, to make choices, to take steps towards bettering ourselves. But at the end of the day, our own strength is not what does the filling. And one of my favorite Bible verses is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And I love the way the message interpretation puts it. And this is Jesus talking. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I don't know about you, but that is super exciting because yes, I will happily let someone else take the load and give me something that's much lighter and full of grace and freedom. And if you're someone listening and you say, I don't read the Bible, I'm not a Jesus follower, then I would love to talk to you more about this because it is the greatest component of of following Jesus is that knowing that you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to rely on the inner self or your inner power or whatever that you can take practical, realistic steps on your daily life, but at the end of the day, know that your rest and your energy comes from God. So we've spent today talking about what self-care is not, and I know that's kind of an odd way to jump into the topic of self-care, but I feel like it's necessary to debunk some myths or to shift some perspectives before we even go into the practical application. What does it look like in your life on a daily basis? Next week, I'll jump into the three different areas. I think self-care needs to be used. But for now, just take a moment and think about what your position is on self-care, what you've been taught, what you've been told if you've tried to pursue self-care in the past. Sometimes as moms, we feel guilty. We feel like we're taking away from things. But to recap, now we know that self-care is not selfish. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time-consuming. It sometimes is saying no to things rather than saying yes to things. It is not harmful to others. It's not one size fits all. And it does not have to be done in our own strength. I hope today's episode has helped you start to shift your idea of self-care, perhaps. Maybe you were already thinking all of this. Wonderful. But there are a lot of us, myself included, who needed some coaching or some redirection or recalibrating of what we thought self-care was or is currently in our life. And next week, we'll talk more about the three different types. But for now, I want you to take a deep breath, give yourself lots of grace for today and the week ahead, 
And if any of this really resonated with you, I would love to hear from you on social media. One of the best ways you can share this podcast is to either share the posts that I create or to take a screenshot and to tag at Brianna Leach LPC on Instagram or Facebook. And that way I can know that you're sharing it and can interact with you more and be able to chat. Um, And again, if any of this brought up some unsettling feelings, or maybe you were one of the ones that when that scripture says, or you burn out on religion, maybe that's you, and you'd like to talk more about it, I would love to. And I would love to just help you figure out what self-care might look like for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk. (laughs) And I know we can figure this out together. You can rethink self-care. You've got this. I'm cheering you on. Have a great week.